Hi, I'm Constitutional Attorney Katherine Henry. Welcome to the Constitution Segment Recap. This week's full episode, which aired on Tuesday at noon, had quite a bit of information. We had not only a great interview with the Secretary of State candidate for uh, Michigan, but also uh, some discussion on the 18 currently circulating petitions in the state of Michigan. Uh, Today, man, uh, I told you guys on Tuesday that I wasn't going to be able to go into some of the actual segments of the Constitution that I really wanted to and planned on doing because the discussion was so great with Christina and uh, needing to explain those 18 petitions, at least briefly for each. So today's got a little bit of the recap element and then a little bit of some new information, some Constitution segments that I hadn't quite been able to mention. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and get started. So, of course, this is Constitution Thursday. It's our Constitution segment recap, and it was an interview with the Republican Secretary of State nominee and the overview of the current Michigan citizens' petitions. And normally this is the part where I tell you, hey, it was just a simple recap. Well, it was just a simple recap, or this is just a simple recap of the concepts we discussed, um, not yesterday, uh, Tuesday. Um, but uh, there's also a little bit more explanation of those Constitution segments involved. Uh, so remember to hear that full discussion and be able to hear all of it in context. Uh, please make sure to... Um, grab uh, the full episode, episode number 19 of Restore Freedom Weekly on one of our social media platforms. On Tuesday morning uh, at 10 o'clock, we post our true or false question of the day, true or false Tuesday. This week, true or false, every state constitution has citizen initiative procedures allowing the people to get constitutional amendments or proposed laws on the ballot by petition. The answers, man, these are tiny, so give me a second here. I'll try to make them a little bit larger for you. Uh, the answers, the choices were true. Every state has constitutional amendment petitioning and proposed law petitioning. False, every state has constitutional amendment petitioning but not proposed law petitioning. False, every state has proposed law petitioning but not constitutional amendment petitioning. And uh, false, mo many states, but not all, allow one or both types of petitions. Or false, no state, citizen, no state allows citizens to petition for constitutional amendments or proposed laws. Well, the answer is false. Many states, but not all, allow one or both types of petitioning. In fact, only 24 states allow either type. 21 states allow legislative initiative petitions, and 18 states allow petitions for constitutional amendments. For example, the state of Florida does not allow um, petitions for uh, initiatives uh, to put new laws on the books, but they do have a procedure in place for amending the state constitution. Uh, other states have it the other way around, or then you have a state like Michigan that has both. So 
how many times is the chief elections officer for each state mentioned in the U.S. Constitution? Some people might think a lot. Elections are important. Some people might say, well, zero, because it's for states to have the elections procedures put into place. But when in fact, the answer is three. There are three main areas in the U.S. Constitution. This is tiny again, so we'll go ahead and make it a little bit bigger here. U.S. Constitution, Article 1, Section 2, Clause 3. When vacancies happen in the representation from any state, the executive authority thereof shall issue writs of election to fill such vacancies. What's interesting is that it doesn't say governor, it says executive authority, and it, it's very peculiar what Michigan has decided to do with that. But um, continuing on, the second part in the U.S. Constitution is Article 1, Section 4, Clause 1, the Times places and manner of holding elections for senators and representatives shall be prescribed in each state by the legislature thereof, but the Congress may at any time by law make or alter such regulations except as to the places of choosing senators. So um, this actually isn't uh, in terms of identifying the chief elections officer, but instead saying that even though there is um uh, an executive authority that needs to handle, handle certain matters of elections, that it is, in fact, by the U.S. Constitution that state legislatures are required to set the time, place, and manner of elections. Uh, they're not supposed to delegate that. Well, they can't delegate that, but that's a discussion for another time. U.S. Constitution in the um, 16th sorry, 17th Amendment, Clause 2. When vacancies happen in the representation of any state in the Senate, the executive authority of such state shall issue writs of election to fill such vacancies, provided that the legislature of any state may empower the executive thereof to make temporary appointments until the people fill the vacancies by elections as the legislature may direct. So, again, talking about that executive authority involved. So, how many times is the chief elections officer mentioned in the Michigan Constitution? Well, there are three main areas where that happens. Article 5, Section 13 says that it is the governor that shall issue writs of election to fill vacancies in the Senate or House of Representatives. This is the part I find peculiar because in the uh, U.S. Constitution, we just looked at what it said and it said the executive authority. Granted, uh, the governor is listed in the Michigan Constitution as being the chief executive of the, you know, She's, she's the chief of the executive branch uh, in the state of Michigan. What's interesting is that we do, by constitution, have a secretary of state who is the chief elections officer. So for all matters pertaining to elections, you would think that person would be the executive authority tasked with um, having the elections take place. So uh, with that being said... 
There's also Article 5, Section 21, Clause 1. State elective officers, excuse me, state elective executive officers, term and election. The governor, lieutenant governor, secretary of state, and attorney general shall be elected for four-year terms. So, again, this, these are the four positions that are um, in the Michigan Constitution for state executive branch elected positions, one of them being the Secretary of State. So, um, Article 5, Clause 21, excuse me, Section 21, Clause 2, the Lieutenant Governor, Secretary of State, and Attorney General are nominated by party conventions in the manner prescribed by law. So, uh, the Candidates for governor and lieutenant governor are nominated differently, but this is why we wanted to um, interview Christina, who actually just two weekends ago became the Republican nominee of the Republican State Convention for the position of uh, Secretary of State. So she will be on the November ballot as the Republican nominee for Secretary of State. Uh, we have one last one, which is Michigan Constitution, Article 5, Clause 21, Section 21, Clause 3. I can't read today. The Secretary of State and Attorney General vacancies in office. The vacancies in the office of the Secretary of State and Attorney General shall be filled by appointment by the governor. Hmm. I'm not too thrilled about that, but at any rate, it is what it is. So moving on, what are the rights of citizens for specific petitions in the Michigan constitution? Your brain might be going a couple different directions here on this, but we'll explore one way and then the other. All right. So there are three main areas in the Michigan Constitution talking about specific types of petitions. First, Article 2, Section 8. This governs the right of the people to petition for recall of many different government officials. Not all, but many. Uh, the Michigan Constitution, Article 2, Section 9. This governs the right of the people to, number one, circulate initiative petitions. Those create new laws. Um, those new laws may be in the form of actually repealing old laws. Uh, that was the case with the original Unlock Michigan petition that was repealing the 1945 Emergency Powers of Governor Act. Or uh, this Article 2, Section 9 also gives the, the right of the people to circulate referendum petitions. That's the right of the people to basically undo very recent legislation just put into law by the legislature. And the third section, if you skip all the way over to Article 12, Section 2 of the state constitution, it shows uh, the portion where we, you can do amendments to the state constitution by petition and um, vote of the electors. But here is a big but, but let us not forget. This is the other side of where your brain might've been going in this initial question of where in the constitution are we talking about the specific rights uh, of petitioning? Well, let us, let us not forget the um, uh, Ninth Amendment, the enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained 
by the people. Okay. Keep going to get context. Same Article 1, Section 23 of the Michigan Constitution. The enumeration in this Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. Most state constitutions have a similar provision. Then the U.S. Constitution, First Amendment, Congress shall make no law abridging the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Likewise, as in most, if not all, state constitutions, the Michigan Constitution, Article 1, Section 3 says, the people have the right peaceably to assemble, to consult for the common good, to instruct the representatives, and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Well, if we have all these rights, the right to um, all of those unenumerated rights, if we have the right to peaceably assemble, if we have the right to generally petition the government for a redress of grievances, and in specifically in Michigan, to consult for the common good and to specifically instruct our representatives, you would think that uh, we would always have the right to petition for uh, some of these other aspects that Michigan does include, but some other states do not. We also, in this episode on Tuesday, talked about the constitutional oath of office, which uh, finds its origins in um, Article 6 of the U.S. Constitution, then uh, Michigan Constitution, Article 11, Section 1, and uh, Michigan State Law 15.151. And uh, just for fun, we're going to talk about that uh, the portions of the U.S. and Michigan constitutions that talk about the executive branch of government, which is where the Secretary of State finds itself, uh, that's the U.S. Constitution, Article Two or Michigan Constitution um, Article 5. If you want more information about any of these topics, please check out our phenomenal episode from this Tuesday. Uh, the link for that is found here. Also, Christina's website is um, found also on this slide. And uh, that concludes our Constitution segment recap. So uh, thank you so much for tuning in today for Constitution Thursday. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow for our Friday's Freedom Fighting Tools. Of course, our uh, small commercial, if you will, from Rachel on Saturday for our Restore Freedom Goodie of the Week and Sunday's Biblical Insight, of course. We'll also look forward to seeing you next Tuesday uh, for the next full episode of Restore Freedom Weekly. And don't forget to sign up for our Constitution um, Restore Freedom Weekly Newsletter, uh, where you'll be able to have a sneak peek or special access to uh, different things, such as a lot of these um, slides that I'm showing in the video, so you don't have to keep pressing play and pause and writing things down that way. You can actually just get direct access to those slides oftentimes, and um, some other uh, direct access types of material, as well as just a, kind of a great little summary cheat sheet of, of what all information was shared throughout the week. Um, all right, everyone, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Have a great day.